Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Let me bring up all my stats. All right. I need my, all I need right. my stats here. All right, shut up. He started. Welcome to episode 62 of the Talking Hockey Podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to the Talking Hockey Podcast. It's your favorite. Producer Luke here to remind you to follow and subscribe on whatever streaming service you use. Leave a review on Apple. Visit our website, TalkingHockeyPodcast.com, and follow us on Instagram at TalkingHockey for daily content. Now, let's get into today's episode with your favorite group of guys, Luke, Eric, Ty, and Martin. Wait, he started? Oh, okay, so I can't wait. Guys, I'm not even going to lie. Last episode on the like hosting platform i put it as episode 69 and i just realized today because i was going back into my the episodes i'm like oh what what should i title this file so that i know what it is and i was like episode 69 that cannot be right we so, would have made a big deal if it was episode 69 yeah ty would have celebrated so i think this is episode 62 or three someone fact check I think it's it 62. 62 it says 62 right on the top there. I mean, that's, that's why I, oh, so that's the I, only thing I, I double checked. Up. Yeah. <laughs> I double checked to make it right, and I don't even know if I made it right. That yeah, is last week was high level 61. confidence. Okay. I think. So what are we talking about today, Ty? Let's uh let's we could talk a little bit about the playoffs that started. Talk about I don't know if you guys watch the games, but I've watched the most of the games. Wait, Ty uh, watches yeah. the games? I do. Yeah, Ty watches them during work hours. Yeah, he re-watches the games. <laughs> you can't I watch work. all of them. You can't where watch you, all of them. Where do you rewatch the, the games, Ty? They're on Sportsnet in the afternoon. Like oh. after they stop showing the highlights, like the TSN Sportsnet, not yeah. uh, the Sportsnet or whatever. Um, they just don't show the replays of the games, so I watch them. Um we can talk a little bit about that, and then I wanted to talk a little bit about Crosby versus McDavid because a few weeks ago, me and Martin had a little bit of a discussion about it, a little debate. So, um, yeah, let's start with the playoffs. Um, any teams or players or performances that stood out to you guys in your watchings? I mean, Florida Tampa game one, Florida, obviously. That was that was sick. I think we that said was... last week that was like the the the, the playoff series to watch, and yeah, so far and it, it has been. clearly I mean... has been. They, they're all pretty good. <laughs> the Washington-Boston yeah, series pretty good. I don't think there's been a boring matchup yet. No. I don't think right. I don't think Martin's using the right mic, as I realize now. But Can it's okay. Can you change that? No, you can't change it during the recording. Can you stop it and then try a new recording? No, I don't really care enough to do it. Let me, <laughs> let me check. Oh, it is saying microphone, microphone PNP audio device. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Maybe his video is different today. Something's different about Martin today. He's glowing. Is this a haircut? Did you get a haircut? You just you just look happy today. You don't look like worn down by life. 
Did you finally get over that girl? Is that it? You're like, fine. You've, you've, you've I think, I think that might. I think that, that might be it. I think that might be it. <laughs> it's it's finally. Yeah, man. You're, been, you're glowing it's today. It's been a mean, couple weeks. I mean, it's also we're recording not at friggin' ten thirty at night. Those rooms are pretty light. Looks like he's getting the sunlight oh, in. That's there. true. I have I have a good sunlight <laughs> on me right now. Nice you're window. glowing. I, I've noticed it. <laughs> okay, sorry. Back to the conversation at hand. Yeah. Tampa, Florida. Tampa, Florida series has been great. Game one was good. Game two was a little bit. Burn, so. Oh, okay. Thanks. Thanks, white because boy. Because you're thanks, white boy. Just interrupting white. people. Yeah. You don't need <laughs> yeah. to interrupt everybody. Yeah, Martin. Not every white man needs a podcast. Okay. Get it, yeah. Get, get it. Not every. White On that man note, needs if you enjoy the show, please leave us a review because there was one roasting Martin that literally lives in all of our heads rent free not out of like negativity though it's like out of like the just the how good it was high quality and we have some that really even complement high which is nice it, i guess it will be framed on my mantelpiece do we have podcast reviews that say nice things about ty actually there no one. there's one that roast oh. tied wasn't it i don't remember I, I was about to say I, I don't remember reading that but it maybe maybe there is anyways guys i don't care what it is like leave a five-star review and say really fun things or say really mean things but just make it five stars and you can say whatever you want in my opinion yes yeah Great. yeah back to Florida. tampa yeah. florida for the fourth time back to tampa florida <laughs> yeah. uh game one great game back and forth last minute game breakaway winner Yesterday's matchup, a little bit less uh, fast pace, a little bit less goal scoring, a little bit more defensive. But Can, uh, can we talk about a good how I think it's a stupid decision to switch from Bobrovsky to Dreider, like mid-series, like just game one to game two? I think that's. I think if coaches do that, that's kind of stupid. I think game um, three is going to Spencer going, Knight. Yeah. yeah, they might be going to Spencer Knight for game three. I think that's even more stupid because <laughs> it, it so shows the, like a lack of confidence in your guys. And I don't like that. I, but Bobrovsky shouldn't have started game one. I think that everyone can agree. Yeah. Even though he's your $10 million goalie, Drieger and even Knight coming in, in the end of the season were the better options. Like starting Bobrovsky was like, a mistake. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so right off the bat, then you're showing Drieger, Dreider, um, hey, I don't have enough confidence in you in the playoffs. And then you're tossing the confidence. Then you're saying, oh, fucking Bobrovsky fucked up. So that's why you're getting the start. So, like, yeah. I think goaltending is all about confidence level. And I think doing that automatically fucked with your confidence. And it's not, not like, it's not even like he had a bad game, though. Like, Bobrovsky game one, your team scores you, what, five goals, four goals, five goals? You should win that game. Five goals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In my opinion, oh, no, four goals. Four, four well, four goals. Well, but, but I don't think it was Bobrovsky's fault that they lost. Like he didn't, he wasn't act, like he had a bad first period. I think, but the rest of the game he was pretty solid. I couldn't really look at any of those goals and blame him. Obviously, a big save would have helped, but like you know, they let it like they let Braden Point and Nikita Kucherov just run all over them, which you know they do. To, they could do to any team in the league, really. And to continue to continue on the goalie thing. Uh, Elliot Friedman on his podcast that came out just before the Pittsburgh game yesterday was saying like because Jari in game one clearly not at the top of his game but like they, he only let in three goals or whatever um, mm-hmm. and Elliot was like saying will there be a goalie debate there I was like no there should not it should not be a question Jari should start because for one DeSmith mm-hmm. is like Jari was way better than the Smith for the last two months. So taking the confidence mm-hmm. out of Jari is just stupid. And I don't think there should be a debate. Like, uh, I don't know. They clearly didn't, and they won. Good call on Sullivan. And I think Florida should have chosen yeah. a goalie and chosen better in the first game and just stuck with it. Yeah, I, th- I agree. You have to pick your guy. You have to mm-hmm. have your guy and go roll with him. Like, it's... It's not helpful to switch in and out of goalies. Mm-hmm. And if they use a third goalie, you know, if they use Spencer Knight for game three, like like what I uh, posted today from Down Goes Brown, uh, there's only been one other team 
uh, that's one after putting playing three mm-hmm. different goalies and that, and that makes that sense flyers and they started Bobrovsky in that first game so, <laughs> I think it was I think that, history there that series was also due to injuries like this is just performance I think that if you look at yeah. it I would have started the same goalie game one and game two it's yeah. not like Bobrovsky got blown out I mean I mean as much as I say that you score four goals you should win but it's not like it was a blowout game like Eric said it wasn't bad per se um but um I would have picked the same goalie for game two, no matter who you started in game one. And then if you're down 2-0, then you start the other guy. Because now they're screwed. Yeah. They're they're down 2-0 anyway. And they have yeah. two goalies who didn't win a game. They're going to turn to yeah. a third at this point. And throwing a rookie in net is, is probably not the best idea against a fully loaded Tampa team. The thing is, the goalie, the goaltending wasn't the difference maker in either of those right. games, in my opinion. The difference was... Tampa was winning more puck battles. Tampa wanted it more. Tampa had, you know, the better players, really. Honestly, they are a better team. Like, full, fully healthy, there's very, like, I know Florida had the better odds going in and a better season overall, but fully healthy, Stamkos, Kucherov back. You know, Hedman's playing awful, in my opinion. He's not been good at all, but, you know, even an injured Hedman still very good. They're just a better overall team. Players are better at winning puck battles. They're getting to the pucks quicker. It's just, it's... You know they're a better team. It, it looks fully like. healthy. Tampa could probably could have probably won the presidents this year. Fully like healthy with Kucherov Tam- the whole year. Yeah. <laughs> Tampa won the cup last year without Stamkos. They're ca- like, they didn't win without you know probably a top twenty to thirty player in the NHL. They yeah. missed him and still easy and easily. It wasn't even like they were super challenged every series going to Game Seven. They easily won that. Won the cup last year, and this is the almost the exact same team coming back, right? Mm-hmm. Couple like yeah. little minor differences, losing guys like Verhage, who's you know very good player, but you know wasn't getting that many minutes in Tampa to begin with, right? Like this is the exact same team, so you know it's unfortunate for Florida that they did as well as they did this season and end up having to play Tampa in the first round. That's like mm-hmm. yeah. the ultimate kind of like you know same thing with like other That's series. Classic like NHL thing. Yeah, it's classic NHL thing, right? It just (laughs) shit happens like that. Pittsburgh and Washington have had to play each other in the first round. Leafs have to always play Boston in the first round. Like, you know, you're going to have to beat the good teams. And realistically, Tampa's just the better team. um, Yeah, even though they finished below them. I think that the odds didn't take into account that Kucherov would come back fully healthy and not miss a beat at all. I think that was, (laughs) yeah. And the reality is he was probably healthy for the last three weeks or so he was probably ready for a while yeah. now and he got it, it's it is surprising he got into game shape this quickly he hasn't played a game in five or six months now right no 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 mm-hmm. since than that. it would have been october. last last august yeah or september october. no october was the whatever wasn't it it was september no, maybe, yeah september so october november december january february march april so like eight months almost so like even if you got all the practice time in the world and was healthy for a month you still don't expect the guy to come back and you know three points yeah, two goals, yeah. dominate. like that that's that you know kudrov's so good like there's it's yeah. ridiculous he did not get any games and he's playing playoff hockey at the pace at which playoff hockey should be played like the you know this could this could have been a huge gamble for Tampa, like I feel like people could. don't talk about this enough. But it could have yeah. been like Kucherov's flat. He's his timings off. Like everything could have been a little bit. He's off. been on the ice for three months. Yeah, I know. That's I don't want to get yeah, started. But that's in this not game. But that's not game time, right? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's very it's far practice. from game. It, it's very. He didn't play any AHL or anything. Either. Oh yeah. please, this he is Kucherov, high level talent. I'm sure a that- top ten player. <laughs> He's Bro. played his whole life. He wasn't missing anything. He wasn't he missing a major anything. injury too, right? Bro, shut up. Shut up. For, shut up. For, he for, was for practicing with one of the top teams that was performing really well for the last two months. Yeah, but it's not game time. It's not game, game but you're matter. still an elite team internally. Sure, and an sure, elite sure. player. We know doesn't for need all we know time he was playing like in. Martin Gale. For all we know he was playing KHL games or something. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, he no. This could have been a much bigger risk. Than no, shut up, been. Eric. It could. I don't agree with that. <laughs> this is, no. no. You have to. Okay. You have to if say that have, could have been a risk. Like Kucherov, Eric. You're saying Kucherov is at worst a top ten player in the league, right? At worst, yes. For somewhere sure. around there. Yeah. For Any sure. top ten player who even sits out for that long, like McDavid, McKinnon, Matthews, Eichel. 
whatever. Some players in that sort of, I mean, obviously McDavid's way higher, but I mean, mm-hmm. like the yeah. Matthews, Eichel, whatever. Even if they sit out for eight months, I think that any of those guys can just step in and play NHL games. They can step in so and play NHL them. games. Can they step in and be a top 10 yes. player? Yes. No, yes. I, don't, I don't think so. I don't think that's super realistic. I don't think that's realistic. I agree with Aaron. Oh my god! I don't think that's super realistic because the because even the best players in the NHL, the difference between like being at their peak and just slightly worse, like there there there's a very minuscule difference between you know the talent level of Matthews and then the talent level of Eichel and then the talent level of like you know name and another like top twenty center or top thirty center. Right, like the the differences aren't that gigantic, right? It's not like Matthews is an infinitely better player than Tavares is. These are like minuscule differences where like timing is a huge factor. And if you don't have that timing right, you know your effectiveness decreases drastically. Nah, all of a sudden. Yeah, but and like all Kucherov, Kucherov has to do is snipe the puck in the net. That's his job. <laughs> he doesn't need much practice for it. <laughs> much game time to get into shape for you that you still need your timing man your route he needs three your, shifts no. to get that timing mm, no, he doesn't need a whole so. game you talk to guys who were injured for a while and they say that, you know it takes them sometimes weeks to get or months to get back into it especially after a major injury because i think that a lot of the times and this is the difference okay i think a lot of the times the players are rushing to get back if yeah, there's an I, injury I, I for a star player i give you that they're rushing you still, still first game took his time first game not even a week, not even two weeks. It could it could have been like two weeks between him being at his full potential, but he stepped in right away. That's very we, lucky, in my opinion. We all know that Ty is just salty that Tampa yes. Bay could do this in the first place. Because you should be salty about it. No team has done it. They would have had to trade Gord and Palat to dump two of those guys to get nothing back in return from two really, really effective players. Or maybe Tyler Johnson, but no one wanted him. Right, you're Wildly looking at players convenient, that. But I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't care. Joel Quinville said it best. Oh my god! I don't know what he said, but he just said something. <laughs> he said oh they play, that's the rules of the game, so you can't complain. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like literally, like, they hired the guy who wrote. They, yeah, they hired the guy attitude. who wrote the salary cap CBA. That, yeah, the, the in season, that is in season to dress. I don't care. This is out of the, this is. It totally doesn't matter. Loophole's a loophole, Ty. Yeah, loophole is a loophole. If, if the Leafs did it, you'd one hundred percent be saying that's clever. Yeah, you'd be like, oh, <laughs> do you agree? Do I think it was? Do do I think it made sense? I mean, to to dump. To, do I think it was fair for Joffrey Lupul to be sent to Robida Island? Not really. But tell I, me you weren't no. happy. Tell me, tell me you did not love the acquisition of Nathan Horton, Ty. Tell me right now that you didn't. You didn't. Love it. I and, loved it, but that's totally yeah. different because yeah, they dumped David Clarkson because of that. That's the only way they were able to get out of that contract. I'm saying this these is are these totally little loopholes that that's that's that a loophole that was teams. set up. This was a loophole so that they could have a, a, I like a stacked roster cool. in the playoffs. Loopholes are great. I didn't have to and worry about what happened in the regular the first season. one to do this, man. Chicago yes, they did it in 2015. Sure. No, they didn't. Vancouver There's did it in 2011. No, they didn't. What's the There's difference? A, the it's difference because it's is, a better player coming back. The That's difference the only is difference. they did that in season for, to, for trade deadline acquisitions. This was so they didn't need to trade away two really effective players from their roster. But there's also... There's also the fact that they're so well built that they could have a top 10 player in the league not there and still come, come second or third in, the, in their division. Yeah. And then have them come and back. And not even fresh. like they weren't even Whether worried about not making the playoffs. Like it was crazy yeah. that they could do this. Like, yeah, there was no worry about them. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Whether it's there's in season no, or out of season doesn't no matter. A loophole's a loophole. But it's. I, not, I don't think you see the difference there. Not many teams could there, take though. advantage of this loophole to the extreme Tampa did, like none. Besides Tampa, will, at least at least Martin's now. Uh, what I'm happy is that Martin's now admitting that Kucherov didn't need three months to heal. No, but, uh, but we don't know that. We also don't know that. You win in my book. No, but it couldn't. You, let's say this, right? I doubt it was him voluntarily sitting out for two months. I bet it was like yes. he would have come back like two or three weeks or a month before at most. And that's why they did it. There's no way Kucherov would have just agreed, I'm going to sit out for two months even though yes. I'm fully ready to go. 
No way. There's no way. I get those vibes from Kucherov. I don't know. I'm not saying I know Kucherov, but I get those vibes that he's like, all right. No, no. I'm going to live in Florida. Do you remember his comments early on, like that year that Stamkos was out and they didn't make the playoffs and Kucherov was like, I hate this. Like, he's so competitive. He's like, I like playing with good players. I like, and there's there's no no one good around me. Like, he's a competitive guy. There's no way you're keeping him out for two months. Yeah. It was probably like a couple weeks, month at most, and he was probably like, "Okay, yeah." For because you know, I think that he maybe extra he saw rest, it. extra if, time. If you're talking about it like that, Martin, like he's talking about three years ago when they just missed the playoffs, I think that he looked at this team and he saw that they could go on another cup run. If he came back in the regular season, they would have had to trade again, trade away two really good players, just dump them away. And I'm and sure that's why he agreed players. to sit out for yeah. like a couple of weeks or yeah. a month, not three months. And that's why he agreed <laughs> to the timeline. Why didn't he have his hip surgery as soon but, as they won the cup? Why see, but they... Ty, the thing is, every NHL team can make the argument that a player should or shouldn't be able to play because they're all injured. Every player on the Leafs line in the Leafs lineup right now could have a reason to be sit out for the next like month because they all have injuries. They're all freaking broken in some way, and then so like. They're just taking yeah, advantage no. of the fact that yes, Kucherov technic probably technically wasn't still ready to go. Like you could find a doctor out there that could evaluate him and go, he probably still shouldn't be playing. NHL players always go back early, and that's Cros- all. Crosby, why. Crosby was told like four years ago he probably shouldn't play hockey anymore. <laughs> like I think it's remember when they remember okay I know this is totally different but remember when Ottawa Clark MacArthur was injured with concussions like he should never play a game in the NHL and he came back for that one playoff run. Just yeah. out of the blue, and then retired yeah. again. <laughs> that yeah. was uh, that was a little sketchy. That was concerning. I that. No. Going, yeah, I was just like, oh god, this guy's <laughs> gonna, gonna get so much gonna die on ice. Yeah. Do you remember that? That, was definitely that, a personal that picture decision. of Crosby. That picture of Crosby. With yeah, with the, the mumps. Uh, the mumps. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm, I don't. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> he has a whole other face growing out of the side of him. <laughs> it's just, yeah, I'm like, oh my god. I think that it's always, it's always like that. Clark MacArthur thing is is pretty because he should. He was pretty much retired, and then yeah. for whatever reason, for two mo- two weeks, they're like, all right, no more concussions, and then <laughs> sorry, you got to retire again. <laughs> that was bizarre. The team anyway, can make whatever about decisions they want. Yeah. Anyway, Has it, have um, you guys watched the Blues uh, Abs game? I wanted to say that that's the no. only that's the only game in which a, they they actually a team actually dominated. The other yep. games, no They're team. It's closer. it's been pretty evenly matched throughout. Like all the games went to overtime basically in the first two days of the playoffs. And then no, no, other no, thing, Carolina, Carolina looked pretty good against Nashville. They yeah. were a little close. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a little they were close closer, to the end. but it, it it wasn't complete domination. But they were very in control of that game for the most mm-hmm. part. But mm-hmm. no, but the Avs <laughs> Blues game that was that was as expected. That was an NHL team versus an AHL team there. That <laughs> that was, that was, was brutal. Like Colorado is the only team that kind of looks scary to me as a, as not a Colorado fan. You know, like all the other teams who are still good, like Vegas. Hasn't dominated really at all. Yeah, but that's Minnesota. Minnesota is like designed. Minnesota's a Vegas. Minnesota's a better team than than St. Louis, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure Vegas is kind of pissed that they. And Minnesota's they good against. And Minnesota has a very good defense, which is stifling mm-hmm. uh, Vegas mm-hmm. very well right now. I think like there was some article about how Stone was talking about feeling frustrated and everything like that, and. Like they're they're doing a very good job of shutting them down, and then they should have, right? Like I still think Vegas is going to win that series, but Nashville's mm-hmm. a very good defensive team with very good play- Minnesota. Like a lot Minnesota. Of players that are very good. Def- what did I say? I said Nashville. Nashville. Oh, I said Nashville. Okay, so I'm an idiot, but um, yeah, they have a lot <laughs> of like known. really elite defensive players, right? Like Spurgeon. Brodeen they is have, Brodeen uh, is actually Brodeen. incredible. They have every Fredico. time I watch him. Yeah, Every time I watch Brodeen, he he's he's making sick defensive plays. Even Kaprizov, like Kaprizov's a pretty good defensive player. Like you you would have thought when he was coming in, he would be awful defensively and just one of those like you know very good offensive players. But he's Pure been offense. you know yeah he's been quite good defensively. Like he backtracks, he backtracks well. Like I haven't seen anything where you look at him and go, okay, this isn't a guy who's trying to play defense, and probably, I, that's probably I, why he got so many minutes in the K. 
to begin with. As Jay Onright's been saying for the past three months, Kaprasov's going to win the Calder Trophy quite easily this year. Well, no, Jason yeah. Robertson, I think, made it close. Yeah, made I think close. Jason Robertson made it close, but nobody is voting no. for Robertson over Kaprasov. You, I think you it's can a... vote. Kaprasov's like the MVP of his team. Like, he's yeah. the best player on that team. Yeah. He's part of the reason they're so well, sick. I think maybe part of the, well, also part of it, it's like that when Panarin won it a couple of years ago, right? Like, Kaprasov has had six years in the KHS. Yes. Yes. Jason Robertson yeah, has but two Jason years Robertson in the OHL. Jason Robertson isn't exactly a young buck either. When was he dropped? He's 21 20? still. He's, He's like still 21. 21. It's like, Kaprasov's 25. And, it, and Robertson wasn't playing like professional. Like, yeah. Kaprasov Robertson. was literally paying KHL since he was like 18, 17. Yeah, yeah. I think that's why. It's, but I mean, he's still going to win. Panarin won that year when he probably regardless. Like Jason Robertson, he was really good, but he also, you know, a lot of the Calder Trophy voting comes down to how exciting a player is, right? Like that's <laughs> yeah. why Makar won it. It's because he was the most exciting player to watch, right? Mm-hmm. Jason Robertson is not an exciting player to watch. You watch him, and there's nothing like, you know, fascinating or watchworthy about his game. He's very effective. He's an effective player, but there's mm-hmm. nothing entertaining about Jason Robertson. His timing's very good. He has a decent shot. He knows where to be on the ice, but none of that's what Kaprizov does on a nightly basis. Kaprizov. Nobody's going to vote for him. Ka- over. Kaprizov made Minnesota watchable. Exactly, right? <laughs> like Minnesota exactly, hasn't yeah. been watchable in decades. And now <laughs> you know, people are literally tuning in to watch Minnesota play. Which Eric, is like most you say decades, people. they've only been around for like three decades. Exactly. <laughs> so ever. You know, they've never Two been watchable. Two decades in a year. <laughs> they've never been watchable up until Kaprizov, basically, as far as I'm concerned. Like when, when have yeah. they ever been in, an entertaining team? Well, they never. had Gabrick when they first started. I guess. Yeah. He was a pretty electrifying guy. Yeah, he, he was. That's a good point. That's a good point. So, um, uh, just one quick note. I guess I want to talk quickly about the Boston-Washington series. Um, can you believe that they had to play Craig Anderson for two games? <laughs> I thought that guy retired. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know he was still – I completely forgot he was still in the NHL. Like, I was just like, wow. And then the fact he's actually playing games is uh, yeah. troubling. Pretty insane. <laughs> Samsonov started tonight, luckily. But yeah, imagine Craig Anderson, 38 year old Craig Anderson, and his bald head. I think he's 39. Oh, whatever. Doesn't matter. Boston versus Washington, their goalie situation is very interesting right now. Like both teams are just yeah. you know, throwing guys out there that people are like, who the hell is this? <laughs> who the hell is this guy? And I didn't know he was even on this team. Taylor Hall uh, looks like he's he's built for the playoffs. Oh yeah, t- t- Ty finally learned that he was wrong. I said I I said he was cursed. I don't know why you keep saying I didn't want Taylor Hall. I said he wasn't. My you first kept choice. saying he sucked too. You weren't just yeah, saying he was kept, cursed. You're like you, you kept saying he was a bad hockey player and he didn't have it anymore. Like yeah, that's he desperately cursed. did not want Taylor Hall. Ty, this is why you're right. This is why you're right in like five percent of situations because you don't even remember what you said <laughs> at least at least i'll say wrong things but i'll stand by them <laughs> I, I know that like, i said it mm, i thought he wasn't gonna fit this team but now i'm watching him on boston and i'm like okay yeah this guy would have been perfect for like nylander tossing the puck and have nylander snipe it or matthews would have been perfect. Yeah, no, okay. Anyways, moving on. I don't know. I think Hall fits in really well on Boston. I, yeah, I mean that's also that Craig Smith and Krejci line was just waiting for. But a Toronto good also plays Taylor Hall's game, right? Major. But it also looks game. like Hall like wants to be there. Yeah, that's probably yeah. pretty important. Are you guys going to talk about McDavid and yeah. uh, Crosby Let's, now? So we're waiting. Wait, 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 wait. Before yeah. you do. I'm going to mute my mic. I'm going to turn off my camera. I'm going to go take a shower and I'll be back because <laughs> I don't really care about this. I, I have nothing to contribute to this debate. <laughs> All right, boys. Can you leave the yeah. camera on and bring it to the shower? No, you wish that. <laughs> What's in the shower you've already seen, Ty? Yeah, you remember when he traded it. you to that night on the town? Yeah, I know. COVID? Yeah, yeah. Got to see well, the Leafs game. Then. We'll see if we're in the stands tomorrow, Ty. I hope so. That'd be that cool. would be cool. Not many people replied to it, so hopefully. Are, are, apparently, Montreal's having fans. Twenty five hundred eighty six. 
Game six. Oh, okay. So it's it's not happening right away. Okay. At least they're going to sweep them over the long weekend anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Go at it, boys, with Crosby okay. with David. <laughs> so a couple weeks ago, I sent, I, I sent uh, what I thought was a hot take that mm-hmm. Crosby was better than McDavid. And then and we Eric proceeded said, to inform you that you never have any, well, like 90% of your takes are never hot takes. They're, they're lukewarm just like normal, at best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're lukewarm at best. I think this is just a very like, you know, average take, but I do agree with Martin that I think McDavid was probably the better player, but I'm going to let you guys okay. argue it out and then uh, throw in some stuff. Okay. Essentially all my argument is, is if, the Edmonton Oilers win the Cup or make the Stanley Cup Finals this year. McDavid is probably a, will be considered a better player because he has less of a cast around him than Crosby has had for all three Cup runs. And I think that's a fair statement. It's uh, a very fair statement. <laughs> Drysaitel is as Malkin. Yeah, Drysaitel yes. is as Malkin. We can say but that. But he doesn't have a Latang. He doesn't have a Latang. They definitely don't have a Flurry. They definitely don't have a flurry. They don't have a Dumoulin. They don't have a Jordan Stahl type Larson. guy. Yeah. They don't have they don't, James I guess, Neal. Do they have a Chris Kunitz? They do yeah. have James Neal, but they, they don't have, have better, James they Neal anymore. They Yeah, they have Pulley <laughs> RV, who's basically Chris Kunitz. Yeah. They have Pulley <laughs> RV. They have Yamamoto. You like short Yeah, King. I like Yamamoto. My yeah. sh- other short king. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yamamoto shut Richard off. Hawkins is a first year. overall pick. Yeah. Yamamoto was not good this year, so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Nuge, what, Nuge is decent. What, Nuge might be considered their Jordan Stallish guy. Yeah. Maybe. Nuge can Ish. play anywhere in their lineup, literally. Yeah, he's a very utility winger, center. But it is. I mean, guy, it is. It's pretty it. funny to look at the point totals for Edmonton, where it's like McDavid a hundred, Drysital or whatever. Yeah, Drysital ninety. 80. Yeah, and then Nuge Hopkins is third with thirty-eight <laughs> points. <laughs> <laughs> And Nugent Hopkins, like people were predicting, like an eight million dollar deal from him for him, and now he had this season. And I'm looking at it like if they give him eight million dollars, that's gonna be a real bad contract. You know, I wouldn't be wanting to pay any more than six. So on a multi year deal, looking at I think he's worth six. Right yeah, yeah. Like if I if I was paying seven, which you probably have to, because he's gonna be a free agent. I'm not comfortable with that contract. Like I'm not sure no. if he's gonna live up to that. So. No. You know, no. Nugent Hopkins definitely should have signed his extension last year <laughs> after he played a significant amount of time with the other two and put up his highest point totals ever, I'm pretty sure. Or point per game, his highest point per game totals. So he uh his him and his agent screwed up hard in their negotiation. Yeah. Sure. Well, I'm sure Ken Holland probably okay. was like, nah. Hopefully. Yeah, that that probably too. He probably, you know, smart enough to know that Nugent Hopkins mm-hmm. wasn't gonna repeat that season. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so Ty, make your case for Crosby. Yeah. So I, I think hear that Crosby, why. even today, I think that like, I think a lot of people looking at it today will think that McDavid is will will have a far better career, and even today is a better player than Crosby. But I actually think that Crosby is still a better overall player whoa, than McDavid whoa, 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 today, whoa, 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 even today whoa, whoa, in his career whoa, 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 today. Okay. And now today. that's a hot take. Okay, so that's the hot take. Wait, today no or chance. in his career. He's saying today. Like, He's I saying right today, now today, Crosby's Crosby better than McDavid. Is better than McDavid. Oh my god. That's a hot take. That's, that's a little too hot. That's a little too hot. That's that's where we title the, the podcast. Ty Crosby <laughs> is better than McDavid. And we Crosby's, proceed to shit on him. Okay. I think that okay, it's a little that's a little too hot. McDavid is probably better today. But I think that if you if you were to look at their careers and maybe we'll look we'll talk about this on the talking hockey episode in 15 years when McDavid's on his last wins, right? Looking back at their yeah. full careers. We'll talk about episode 62. But uh, <laughs> I think that... Uh... Okay. So we live in a world where we... Oh, God. We live <laughs> we in a society the fuck where, we, where we gif where we gif everything, or we jif everything, depending on how you pronounce it. I say jif, but apparently that's not right. And people will gif. Pretty sure it's gif. Okay, people will gif all of McDavid's plays, and they're they're exciting. I'm not gonna lie, they are very exciting to watch him skate end to end and rush the puck from his own end, and just deke through everybody. But 
and and McDavid put up a hundred and whatever points in fifty six games. I don't even know how long the season was. Fifty six games. He put up almost two points a game. But when you look at their Correct. historical rates and the five on five play, especially Crosby is better. Like Crosby mm. has had better seasons than this year's McDavid season, which is probably he probably is never going to touch scoring this this these many points wait, a game in his wait, career. Wait, again. repeat that. You just said that. Crosby has had better seasons than the one McDavid just had. Yeah, Crosby Disagree. has had been, but okay, five continue. on five, five on five especially. Mm. I showed you, I sent you a couple um, um, charts a few weeks ago. I, I wish I pulled them up. I, sh- I, I should have come prepared for this, but it showed the five on five point <laughs> yeah. rate. <You> should <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let me let me go through and find them. Okay. Pause the podcast. I'm going through the photos. Pause. Pause. Okay, actually, I didn't everyone listening right now, just just pause. So looking just, just at pause the, so first of all, in their first 400 games, this is the first thing mm-hmm. I showed. In their yep. first 400 games, Connor McDavid has put up 556 points in his first 400 games. Incredible. That is looks to be seventh best all time. Sidney Crosby in his first 400 games put up 554. So two points less in a period of time where they scored less goals, right? Especially power play coaching was god-awful. Watching power play coaching in the mid-2000s, you're wondering what the hell these guys are doing. Yeah, they they did not understand angles very well. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, a lot of McDavid's points in his career have come on the power play. To be fair, though, Crosby also, you know, dominated on the power play early in, in his career. In an era where power play coaching was awful. Yeah, but right? Pittsburgh was kind of the exception to that, too. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh was very good on the power play. Doing. I seem to remember. Crosby put up like 40 points on the power play some years. From yeah. what I'm saying, I seem right. to remember Pittsburgh being like lethal power play. Like, Pittsburgh was one of the few teams that knew what they were doing on the power play. And don't forget, Crosby was playing on the power play with Hornquist, Malkin, Latang, and who is the other guy? Um, Hosa at some point. Oh, like, James Neal. James Neal at some he, point. He's a, when, and James Neal is prime. Crosby's cast has been insane. Yeah, Pittsburgh's so actually built are. around him. I want to say, I want to talk about these numbers that I sent, okay? Mm -hmm. So the best goals per 60 in NHL history, I mean, since since it's been tracked, I think it's 2006, 2007, something like that, whenever they started tracking these sorts of numbers. But the best goals per 60 in NHL history, and this is at 5-on-5, was Sidney Crosby in 2010-2011. He scored 2.01 goals per 60 minutes. Yeah. McDavid's not on this. McDavid's not on this top ten list. Matthews is number two this year, one point eight nine. But Crosby's had the best season goals per sixty. If you look at primary assists per sixty, Sidney Crosby, 2013-2012, the best of all time, one point nine eight primary assists per sixty. Is that the McDavid's year he was this hurt? year? I'm, I mean, I gotta be. I gotta be honest. I'm not one hundred percent sure. But it so looks like Crosby's he's best I mean, that points is the per year. game season. Crosby's best points per game season was four point or sorry, not points per game, points per sixty. It was five point two uh points per sixty in uh 2011, 2012. And that was the year where he only played twenty two games. Okay, so just, he was injured. Know, put that in. He had his major concussions. I whatever. Yeah, it was only a short period of time, but imagine yeah. that over a full season. It was like historic numbers he was putting up. This year's McDavid, uh, like if you're looking at the points per 60, McDavid has played an incredible amount of minutes this year. He was 5. playing like what? Like, this year for McDavid? No, that's, uh, a, that's 5. all. 5.1 points per 60. Yeah. Is McDavid? Yeah, 5.1 points okay. per 60 for McDavid right now, and he was playing uh, 22 minutes a night. Hmm. If you're Which looking at 5 lot. on 5, is what, is what I was looking at, is what these charts were looking at. Five on five, the best ever was 2012-13. Crosby at 4.19. Again, five on five. This year, McDavid, incredible numbers, but his points per 60 at five on five was only 
3.23, which is 15th best of all time. It's not but like again, it was Crosby, Crosby's lines often included uh, James Neal or also, also, also uh, I think it's important to look at Eric. You just said what McDavid's averaging like 22 minutes a night. Yeah. Was Crosby ever doing that? So with Crosby has never, never played more than 22 minutes a night, but he's been very close. 21, 58, like average, 21, average 50, in the season. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 21, 58, 21, 55, 21, 57. So Washington he's basically played 22 minutes a night and there was, um, but that also probably includes overtimes, right? And overtimes back then. Where, That's why I was just looking at five on five numbers when I was sending those or the, yeah. when I sent those numbers, it was only five Fair. on five. Fair, yeah. I think that well, five, fair, on five, five on five. Oh no, it was four and four. Sorry, yeah. Continue. Yeah. yeah. Even even strength, whatever. Crosby is a far better player than McDavid is right now in his career. Crosby is a much better five on five player than McDavid was. Okay, so so when? Okay, wait. Martin wants to make a point. I, I think he's watching this I, Washington I, game. I I am watching. Um, <laughs> Ovechkin just scored for Washington, um, <clears throat> which will be two days old when people hear it. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, all I'm saying is if McDavid can somehow get the Edmonton Oilers to win the cup this year, he is probably better. I don't would, think so. The only way they so- win the cup is if McDavid – does unworldly th- like otherworldly things this year in the playoffs, which we will see tonight whether he can do mm-hmm. that. Um, Winnipeg will probably be the easiest matchup they have. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think like because it's all it, we have to also remember boil down the cups. We have to also remember McDavid's played a significant amount of minutes this year with Zach Cassian and Jesse Pujarvi. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Zach Cassian. Taylor Zach Hall Cassian. Just <laughs> I, I just wow. saw. Back to back like that? Yeah. Okay. Zach Cassian and Jesse Pujarvi have been on the ice with McDavid a lot. And Zach Cassian for multiple years now for some reason, just keeps getting put on McDavid's line. Zach Cassian is a net negative. Okay? So Edmonton has not been putting them on in the best position to succeed. So, so Ty, I wanted to ask you this. Ooh. When do you think McDavid surpassed Crosby, if he did? Let's say, you know, His when, what, what year? Yeah. At what year did, did McDavid become the best player in the world and Crosby uh, fell back? Probably last year for Garrett, oh like for God. sure. Probably last year. No. Maybe two years ago. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Because I, I think most people would say today, 2016 or 2017. Even today, man, I think that Crosby thinks the game at an incredibly different oh, level. Oh, for sure. Like oh, I don't think there's the any best... doubt Crosby thinks the game better than McDavid does. Yes. It's obvious. That's obvious. He plays it, I mean, just, no it's doubt. a totally different game that it's hard. You can't really compare the two because, again, McDavid is your flashy guy. Crosby is your grind. Basically, uh, Crosby's the best grinder to ever play the game. Yes. <laughs> He's in the corners, digging the pucks out in the dirty areas. He has sick hand-eye coordination. I don't know how many times you see him do one-handed deflections or hit the puck out of midair in the net. It, it it's like it's it's nothing for him. The best goal I think I ever saw him score was that one against Buffalo a couple of years ago, where he had like a one-handed backhand and he just top yeah. shelf. Yeah, McDavid can't do that kind of stuff. <laughs> McDavid can't. Sure. Do, McDavid can skate the, from one end of the ice to the other, and it's flashy. And he can and he's the best at it. He's the fastest player in the in the game probably, and he's the only guy who, whose hands can keep up with his speed. It seems like. Right, because there are tons of guys who can skate fast, but the rest of their game, also his brain, their body can't can keep yeah. up. Which yeah, is yeah, exactly. and he's he and the best, the most amazing part is he he's fully aware of all of his options too. So it's not yeah. even his hands are keeping up with his feet. He knows everything that's going around him. He's able to slide the puck past you know two guys right to the other player's stick. Like there's very there's no, almost nobody in the league who can do it the way he does, for sure. But Crosby has had to play a different game. 
in his so entire So do you think career. McDavid's always been more entertaining than Crosby? I think Crosby before his concussions was like I don't think Crosby was ever as entertaining as McDavid. I don't think the game was also totally different where you didn't see these sorts of end end rushes very hard. Yeah, but but Crosby was never the player to do that anyways. Right? He's a good transition player, but he was he wasn't a wheels guy, you know? He He was never McDavid. Stamkos was probably one of those guys that was kind of close to McDavid in terms of like the wheels, you know? Like Stamkos before all of his injuries freaking one of the fastest players in the league for sure i just think that like mcdavid doesn't have another step he can take like like i said mcdavid is the best player right now i'll Mm -hmm. get back what i said before (laughs) mcdavid definitely is the best player but i think that he just doesn't have another step he can take five on five to surpass what crosby's done in his career he kind of did his his he was good defensively this year at least much better but his the number right? of points that McDavid's putting up five on five is not anywhere close to what Crosby's done in his career. Like I said, even in this historical season where he nearly put up two points a game this year, like it, the the points per sixty at five on five was not anywhere close to historical. I mean, I mean top fifteen of of since it's been tracked. But I mean Crosby's was number one. Crosby is on that list. If you go back to the picture, I said Crosby's on that list like multiple times. For the seasons but he's put up higher than McDavid think, five on five. I think I think McDavid's best quality right now is he's more relied on with his team than Crosby has was or is. And I think that's just poor on Edmonton's that's part a, to yeah, probably that's build this team. At at building a team, yes. hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. But even with McDavid, I don't know how you think they win the cup this year, Martin. Like, there's no way. No, there's there's no chance think, they win the I cup. I don't think they win. I don't think they win the cup. That's why I think it would be. That's why if he did, if they did, they they would be the best. He he would be better than Crosby. That's that's the only that's way. That's just what I don't. I mean, I wouldn't be if you look at their whole careers. If, if if Edmonton won the cup this year, like I would be like pretty flabbergasted. But it, like at the same time, it would be like okay, McDavid went off and he did what he does, and Drysdale will probably have to go off too. But like we also have to remember Crosby. Like a lot of the cups Crosby won, he wasn't necessarily the best player in the playoffs for them. Pittsburgh, like there mm-hmm. there was a very good argument for Kessel winning the um. Uh, the Con Smythe that that one year where he went off with the uh, HBK line, right? Yeah. Didn't like, Malkin he, win it the one year? Yeah, and Malkin won it once too, right? So Crosby, Malkin, and Phil Kessel in Pittsburgh's Cup wins have won the Con Smythe. So Crosby didn't even have to be the best player on his team for those Cup runs, and he was injured for some of those Cup runs too, from what I remember. Right? He he missed a couple games in there too, so it's not like. You know, Crosby dragged Pittsburgh to cups. Malkin was there. Latang was there. Latang was probably playing like 28, 30 minutes a night. Right? But Latang has also been injured his entire career. And same with Malkin. They haven't been. It's not like they've sure. always been there themselves. You know what I mean? Like, But they, but, but they've, he's shared the load. And on top of that, let's not forget Pittsburgh without Matt Murray against in that Nashville series. There's zero chance Pittsburgh won the cup. They were outplayed by Nashville basically that entire series. Almost, almost every game that mean, series, you look. It looked like Nashville should win, and Matt Murray was just better. <laughs> the refs also fucked Nashville when they called off one of the goals. They thought Murray yeah, covered. They, the puck on- there was a lot. Of, there's obviously a lot of luck there. You <laughs> have to have a lot of luck to win a cup in the first place. Yeah. But like you know, M- M- Crosby didn't do it all on his own. Not that he didn't. And I don't think that I don't think that there's any way that even as good as McDavid is. I mean, watch watch Edmonton win the cup this year out of some <laughs> miracle. But I don't. I think looking at that Edmonton team, there is zero chance in hell that they no, they don't have get the dragged depth. dragged out of the second McDavid and Drysdale are off the ice. It's a disaster. if they come off the if they come out out of the north, which I mean, I could see that happening. I could I could see them beating Winnipeg. I could see them beating the Leafs or the Habs, especially if the Habs beat the Leafs, like. <laughs> you know, the only team that's like legitimately that's shut down, the, the only team that's legitimately shut down McDavid and Drysdale were the Leafs in those that three game series they played back in uh, February. So, so right? take this in with Edmonton. 
Uh, Edmonton was plus 80. Again, you know, goal differential, not great, but plus 88 in scoring chances with McDavid on the ice. And without him, we're minus 183. That's the difference. <laughs> minus 183 with McDavid off the ice, with him on the ice, plus 88. That is probably, I, I'd be willing to bet that's one of the biggest differences in history. Basically, like, what I'm we're not, saying I'm not surprised. Is, is Edmonton sucks at building a team. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> But also on a point-adjusted basis, right? McDavid had the second-best point season in history this year, too. I get, I get it. It's not five on five, but power play still matters, right? It does. But I mean, that's what I'm saying. Still cold. Yeah, it's it's that, another team. It's is less that, okay, important. My, sure. My my points that I that I were making for Crosby being better is that firstly, Crosby played in an era where there was less scoring. And yet in his first 400 games, only put up two less points than McDavid did. Or McDavid has. Secondly, Crosby played in an era where power plays were horrible. One other thing to say, Crosby in his first couple years in the NHL was putting up massive power play totals when McDavid wasn't. McDavid's first uh, two seasons in the NHL or three seasons were 14, 27, and 19 power play points. So and, he was averaging have, basically 20 power play points a year. And how many has McDavid his first put up? Years. And then, and and then 33, 43, 37, right? So yeah, he improved. But the first couple of years, three years of his career, he wasn't lighting it up on the power play. That's what, uh, McDavid or, or Crosby? Who are we McDavid, talking about? McDavid. McDavid, okay. Right? So... So, you know, his five-on-five numbers were still extraordinary. And, you know, if you go by the advanced stats, he had the best offensive seasons in NHL history because taking into account the people he was playing with, the competition, zone starts, everything else that they take into account, he had the best seasons, offensive seasons. Not defensive, but offensive seasons in NHL history. Yeah, like last year he was like – I know, uh, like last year, he was probably one of the worst defensive players. Him and Drysdale were yeah. like the two but his, biggest McDavid's defensive first liabilities. Two, two and a half to three seasons in the NHL, he wasn't actually bad defensively. It was a very, it's a much more recent thing, in the last like two or three years, where he really became like the worst, one of the worst defensive players in the NHL. And this year, he rebounded. He went back to being, you know, a somewhat at average least average. Player. Yeah, yeah, maybe slightly worse than average, I'd say, but yeah. I think, and I think my biggest point of Crosby being a better player and having a better career is that, like, Crosby's just five on five numbers were and have been much better than McDavid's. Like, if you look at the points per sixty, five on five, like I should, like I was talking about, yeah. it's just head head over heels better than McDavid, and I don't so, think McDavid so do ever think, having another step. So, ignoring. Who had the better impact, right? Because we can argue that all, all forever. Who do you think is going to go down as having the better first, you know, six seasons, first decade, and better career? Because I think, you know, even if McDavid, like, I would probably argue McDavid's been better, but I don't think he's going to be known as being better because he won't have the cups, he won't have the gold medals because right. the NHL he refuses to go to the freaking Olympics or do anything. Right, so yeah, that's shit. so McDavid, like by by this point in Crosby's career, he already had a cup and a cup final loss, a cup final and, loss, and two and, gold medals. Yeah, right, mm-hmm. two gold medals. I'm I might be wrong on that. They, they would, it was two Olympic golds, 2010 and 2014. I mean, but no, no. If you're talking went, about his first six seasons, then that would have been 2010. Would have been 2006. 2006, they lost. 2006 was yeah, a they lost. Year. Okay, yeah. So he had one gold medal at that point, and then probably a bunch of world championships and so on. World juniors, I think they won gold with him. Yeah, win? McDavid won one. Uh, McDavid did juniors yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, they both did. So, but but those don't matter. Nobody cares about you winning the world juniors once you're 25 years. I old. do. Okay, well, Ty does, and all the other hockey guys that keep bringing it up for like a decade after it happened, saying like, "Oh, this kid's so good because he." 
and knows leadership and can perform in the playoffs because he did this 10 years ago in junior. But um, nothing like nobody when you're looking at their careers are you going to go, okay, they weren't in the world juniors. You're going to look at cops, gold medals. The, you know. <clears throat> the next two years are pivotal for McDavid, like if he can win a cup. In the, this year, next. which I just don't um, see happening at I, all. I don't, I don't see it happening either. But like McDavid did other otherworldly things this year. On like, I think McDavid could le- end his his career with more hearts than Crosby. How many Cro- yep. uh, how many hearts has Crosby won? Three or two? I don't two? know. I, I say I want to say two. Remember those trophies, dude. I'm gonna look while you guys discuss. I don't know. I just think that I, I that it's always going to be my opinion that I think that it's also recency bias and the world we live in where we can just watch video clips on Twitter of McDavid doing his thing when we couldn't do the same thing with Crosby and YouTube barely even existed when Crosby was was at wow. McDavid's point in his career. <laughs> yeah, so uh, not McDavid. Crosby's only won two Hart trophies. McDavid's about to win his second, right? And then he has another decade plus of being in his prime, so he's gonna, yeah. he's probably gonna win more hearts than than Crosby has. But that's that's also because of the concussions. Like that's, I that's think yeah, he lost those years where those years where he had the concussions, he was like playing at sick levels, but he just didn't have the games played. He, Crosby's also run won two Rockets, so it'll be interesting to see if McDavid. You know, McDavid unfortunately is going against Matthews. But Crosby was going against Ovechkin, so Ovechkin. That, yeah, that's pretty crazy huh. to think about because you don't think of Crosby as a goal scorer, really, do you? Yeah. I don't think Crosby is a sniper, or a hard shot, but to be able no, to no, he to he had some very good league. goal scoring. He'd scored yeah. fifty goals. He scored yeah. fifty goals, and then forty four goals in twenty sixteen. They, you know? they and I think like that was say, the year Ovechkin was bad. They always like to say that the year Crosby scored fifty, he he that year. Like the off season that year, it's just like I want to score fifty goals. So he did. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, yeah. they people say that story all the time. Like he's just like worked on a shot all off season because he's like I want to score fifty goals. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> do, you, do you guys think if Crosby like wanted to, he could have been a better goal scorer than Ovechkin? No, there's no way. Because uh, Ovechkin can just no. Ovechkin isn't even really an accurate shooter. He just stands in one spot and he can just rip it. That's what I'm saying, though. <laughs> right? Like Crosby, like I there's I, man. If Crosby really just like decide fuck it, Ovechkin, I'm gonna I'm not Ovechkin. gonna be the most effective player. I'm just gonna be the best goal scorer, which is what Ovechkin has done, especially late in his career. It hasn't been being the that most effective. Fair. It's just been the most goals. Right? He's like, that okay, is this is the thing I can do. Uh, man, Crosby could. I feel like he could have given Ovechkin a run for his money. Yeah, he could. It could have been a lot closer. And he's versatile. Like, and I, I think you, that you the just past heard Martin say years, it. Yeah, yeah. The past couple of years, I think Crosby's even turned himself into a really, really good defensive player, like Selkie Trophy consideration. Yeah, he's getting Selkie years ago. Yeah, consideration this year. <laughs> and like, if we think about it, right, like. Ovechkin, yes, he has like a couple ways. Like Crosby can score in more ways than Ovechkin can. Yeah, for sure. So that's the more interesting, you know, fuck McDavid versus um, Crosby. (laughs) Could Crosby have beat Ovechkin's goal records if he really wanted to? If he was like, fuck it, I'm just going to focus on those. What we should say is, will Matthews be considered a better goal scorer than Ovechkin? Ah. Oof. That's, right, that's another. That's a, that's a summer topic that we don't have much to talk about. So. I think that's I mean, enough we, for we today. Have so, we still have a couple of minutes. Yeah. We, have, we have a couple of minutes we get no, to no, 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 no. No, but I do think uh, Matthews, the only issue for re- – the only reason why he isn't considered Ovechkin level with goal, score, with goal scoring is because the Leafs haven't focused on him on the power play yet. Right? And the Leafs power play like, Washington, Washington's put Ovechkin – on the entire power play, like just sits him out there, puts him in one spot, feeds it to him. The whole power play runs through Ovechkin taking that shot. They at least haven't done that with Matthews. If Matthews had the same amount of power play goals as Ovechkin, and you know Matthews has just as good of a shot as Ovechkin does, um, I think Matthews would be considered the better goal scorer at this point. I love Matthews' talk. He's the best. The Leaf other ever thing watched. is, can McDavid become? Can no. McDavid win a couple Rockets? No, 
I don't see that ever happening. McDavid could win a rocket. McDavid had a 50-goal pace this year, man. What do you mean McDavid can't win a rocket? And what did Matthews have? 60-goal pace, sure. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, 60-goal pace, I think. But and that was with 15 50, games with a, a 50 goal wrist. pace. A 50 goal pace was probably good enough to win like multiple uh, rockets over the last. It's, it's different McDavid's now. Biggest problem, McDavid's biggest problem right now is he has to do everything. Like if he could focus, he doesn't on have a shooter on his line. Yeah, if he could focus, he doesn't even on have a playmaker story. on his line. Who, exactly. Who's who's giving him the puck? He has to do it all. Ryan he has Nugent to do it Hopkins. All, so he's, He's passing it Give to the McDavid people. Give McDavid Backstrom and let's see how let's see how many freaking <laughs> rockets he wins all of a sudden. Give Give so, McDavid Backstrom for a couple seasons, and I guarantee you a prime Backstrom. Guarantee not Backstrom you now. he scores more goals. So I think what Eric's yeah, saying, and especially if especially if Eric's boy Tyler Mimo is listening Cassian to this, Zach passing him the puck, man, it's a miracle he's scoring it all. <laughs> Well, and the only reason he's scoring is because Zach Cassian's <laughs> passing it to him. Yeah, he's just doing it himself. <laughs> if he had like one guy, like whenever he plays with Drysidle, like the thing is, Drysidle takes a lot of those shots. If he had a pure playmaker instead of Drysidle, man, oh my god, give him like who who'd mm-hmm. be like a pure playmaker other than like Backstrom that's like in their prime right now. Uh, I'm trying to think. Mitch Marner. Like, yeah. Oh my God! If you gave Mitch Mar- <laughs> if you gave McDavid Mitch Marner on his line, you, over Huberto, over Huberto, over. That'd be like, a good you, one. Imagine Huberto and McDavid together. Oh my Lord! <clears throat> like, man, okay. McDavid could easily win a couple rockets. I, I'm saying that right here. I think what Eric's no saying, prime Joe Eric's saying is free McDavid. Oh, free McDavid. Prime, oh, yeah, Joe, prime Joe Thornton. Oh man! Oh, oh my fuck! <laughs> Like that, McDavid needs a man. I, I'm telling McDavid you, McDavid just goals. needs a playmate. Even probably Thornton, Thornton right now, 41 year old Joe Thornton. <laughs> Give him a- Honestly, put 41 Joe Thornton there instead of Zach Cassian. Increase McDavid's goal total by like 10, just off that, because Zach Cassian cannot pass the puck. Joe, I bet Joe Thornton can win just as many puck battles as Zach Cassian can. Plus, he can actually pass. Eric, do you ever worry okay. that oh, these yeah, NHL yeah. players are going to show up at your house and like beat you up? <laughs> <laughs> Zach Cassian would beat the shit out of you. Zach hey, Cassian um, would rip you apart. <laughs> I, will, I will note this: with Zach Cassian is a better hockey player than I will ever hope to be, and is a better athlete than I will ever hope to be, and is better at hockey than I will be, be- at anything else in my life. So, <laughs> don't hate me. <laughs> Zach Cassian is a better NHL player than I will ever be a anything. <laughs> a better. <laughs> Husband, boyfriend, <laughs> whatever job I have, he's still better. Okay. <laughs> See, Eric, Eric's doing what he always tells NHL to do: overcorrect, overcorrect. Yeah, exactly. Overcorrect. <laughs> well, you fuck up. Matt Cassian, you're you're not a great NHL player, but you're still better at hockey than I will ever be at anything. <laughs> Don't hit me. <laughs> Yo, right. give 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 McDavid Marshall. I feel like that would oh, be sick. That would be sick. <laughs> that would you don't be even need prime Marshan. You just well, he isn't no, as prime right now. Right now. Yeah. 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 And Marshan does everything too. Defensive right. side, offensive side, playmaking. Marshan is Cassian what Cassian wants to be, essentially. Yeah. Marshan is what Edmont the Edmonton Oilers want Cassian. Want Cassian to be, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cassian knows he isn't Brad Marshan. <laughs> Edmonton hasn't figured that out yet. <laughs> yeah, that that's the like Pasternak. The only reason, pa- well, not the only reason, but you know, Pasternak isn't scoring his gigantic goal totals because he's so amazing on his own. He's doing it because, Mar- well, Marshan and Bergeron, obviously, but Marshan specifically, giving him a Marchand's lot of unreal player. Like, unreal player. He's never going to get the credit. Like, what? He's never going to make the Hall of Fame, but he pro- talent wise, he probably should. Uh, I could see him making the Hall of Fame. He, has he doesn't really have, like. He has a couple cups, but he has nothing else. He doesn't have any individual awards. He doesn't have like any the individual Olympic awards. Stuff. Are definitely hurting him. No Olympic stuff. No international Fucking stuff. Should have Olympic stuff. Probably, probably would have made the last Olympic team. And he only has one cup, right? Two. 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 Yeah, Boston won two. No, they didn't. 
No. They, they, they only won twenty. They only won twenty eleven. It's Vancouver. They yeah, made okay, the finals was, was, several times. They made the finals yeah. a couple times. Yeah. And that doesn't matter. Nobody cares about that. No so uh, Martian, Martian isn't going to make it even, you know, he, he's one of the very few players who had a late, you know, renaissance in his career and suddenly became like a superstar at like 27 years old or something ridiculous. Not that late. Yeah, 26. Like, when, I mean, when did he become a superstar? Like, it was probably... 26, 27. Like, he became a superstar... And basically 2016. That's when he really broke out. Right? So that was, you know, one, when was he drafted? He was drafted in 2000. That's a decade after he was drafted. It was a long time. Basically. So Anyway, boys, I'm going to call it here. I think, I think I'm the producer here. He, came out, he came out in his seventh year. Okay. Luke, let's yeah, call it. In, his, in the NHL, but he still played two years in the A, another one or two years in the Q. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So this yeah. is true. Anyways, you are not. He didn't even dominate. He didn't even dominate junior really. Look at his nope. totals. It's not really that impressive. Maybe he's a product nope. of Bergeron. Bergeron and pasta. Nah, no. Nah, Mar- Marchand is. You know, Marshan's a better player than both of them, honestly, right now. I hope Marshan listens to this honest. podcast and comments on our posts again, and I can find it at 1 p.m. We need no to, like, bait Marshan into commenting more, because we got, like, yeah, 200 comments off that, man. I don't that know if no saw... Oh, my God, that was pretty funny. But, yeah, uh, we had talked about that. I w- anyway, Wait, what post was March that 63. It was, like, <laughs> Battles 1 or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Like, that was... <laughs> which, which is funny, because... If they tracked Marshan's games, they would show that he had the he's probably one of the best at that. Yeah. <laughs> Getting pucks out of the corner or something like that. He was some some the, the perfection this. line. Yeah, yeah. we had we had this conversation. Let's not okay. repeat it. Luke. The All so right. Play yeah. the outro. Okay. Thank you everyone for tuning into this week's episode. We love and appreciate each listener that sticks around to the end. With that comes reminders to leave a review, press follow on those streaming platforms, and make sure to head over to Instagram to follow Talking Hockey. We're on the road to 30K and we can't wait to continue to build our audience. Luke, Eric, Ty, and Martin signing off. We'll see you all next week.